And welcome to News Munch. You're looking to the world of the weird. I'm Jay. I'll be your host today because no matter how hard you try, you can't replace me. And here are your weird news headlines. A Brisbane woman spent $500 on surgery for her pet goldfish that choked on a pebble. A Dakota teen threw an eight-year-old boy off a 30-foot tall water slide because the line was too slow. The Taj Mahal raised their entry fee by 400% in an attempt to deter visitors as too many people go there. A sex robot conference was cancelled after backlash to Steve Bannon possibly making a speech. And finally, an Irish woman has had a messy split from her 400-year-old ghost pirate husband calling him a user. Those are your weird news headlines. I'm not the only one in the studio today. Here with me is Fraser. A very sick Fraser. Dylan. (laughs) A perfectly healthy Dylan. Debatable. And Brad. Uh, An unquestionable person, but I'm here. Hello. Cool. Thank you. So if you haven't listened to the show before, here's how it works. We all bring a weird story to the table, we pitch it to everyone else, and then at the end of the show we come together and decide who has the weirdest story of the week. Kicking the show off today is me. Oh, go on then. Um, does anyone else think they look young? No. In comparison to that Actually, age? yeah, if I shave my beard, I'm quite baby-faced. You, you have a baby face when you're young. Absolutely not. But would you like to look younger? No, because no, I feel like if I take eight years off, then that's just a minority. That's like Benjamin Button case going on right there, and I don't, I don't really want that. Yeah, I guess I, I'll I pass on your offer. What to look younger? Yeah, I shame. mean de- your devil's deals won't work here, Jay. <laughs> but like looks fade, and then we have to rely on our personalities, and I don't think that's our best bet. Yeah, we're screwed then. So yeah, so oh, we, yeah, because we were all getting by on our looks I, this far <laughs> in life. A gorgeous bunch. That's why we do radio. So, <laughs> the gorgeous, gorgeous news munch bunch. <laughs> the gorgeous news munch bunch. We should definitely call ourselves that out on the high street. We'll, we'll um, take the van out, you know, on the uh, the radio road show. <laughs> the we, van? Yeah, we're in, in the uh, the Ford Transit, we'll paint like uh, the gorgeous news munch bunch on the side. We'll just write the news munch bunch, really small letters and gorgeous massive. To put this clearly, we need to keep ourselves looking fresh and young. So, I'm going to pitch to you guys... The skincare treatment that's taking Hollywood by storm at the moment. Oh, gosh. And that is the foreskin facial treatment. Oh, oh I've heard about this. I haven't. <laughs> so, this is news recently because of Kate Beckinsale. She is, do you know who she is? Heard the name. She was in Underworld. She was in Underworld and other things. She's not very, she's famous, but like she's not famous. Have she's you ever like, seen Underworld? No. Me neither, I'm not a massive nerd. Yeah, it's like trash movies. <laughs> anyway, she's hey. 45 years old, but she doesn't look like it. And now we know why. On Instagram a couple of weeks back, she wrote after a lo- and with a selfie as well. She wrote after a long flight, I do like to lie down and be covered in a mask of liquefied cloned foreskins. Frankly, who doesn't? What what kind of foreskins? Uh, <laughs> we'll get that. There's a, there's a, okay. So this whole procedure is called the Hollywood EGF facial because foreskin facial treatment doesn't sell as well. Um, <laughs> and if you look for results on Google, you get very different. Um, skincare treatment. Yeah, I'm pretty don't sure turn, I'm on a list now for my Google searches for this story. Filter off, please. <laughs> um, so EGF stands for epidermal growth factor, and the whole process involves a few different things. It's like a skin peel and a cleanse, and also here's where the foreskin comes in. It's 12 needles injected into your face with like a serum that goes that goes in, and it it like um it apparently like facilitates like 
collagen and elastin, and that's supposed to reduce wrinkles and improve your skin tone. Okay, great, but... Yeah. Foreskin. Yeah. More important. Mm-hmm. Hit me with it. So so the foreskin part is... A, wait, no, first I want to I gauge, like... <laughs> Your no, opinion. Brad. Does this sound interesting to you at all? Define interesting. I'm, I'm Would intrigued. You do it? Would you do it so far? No, of course not. I'm scared of needles. I wouldn't do it. In my face, anyway. Would we... Is that something you'd do, either of you? Um, Does it sound tempting to you? Uh, not in the immediate, but we'll, we'll put a pin in it for now. Okay, what if I said this isn't any old foreskin? What if I told you it's the foreskin of little baby Korean boys? Oh, mm. is, that, is that selling it to you? Um, the, the babies. Okay. Think of the children, Jay. <laughs> so wait, are these Korean children Jewish by any chance? I don't know. How yeah, many, there's a large Korean Jewish Korean population. Jewish people well, there. no, there could be. Are you? Uh, well, we're not an expert in the denominations. I, I would just assume thinking, like, that. Why wouldn't we just take it from the Brisses that they have in America and stop using child labour? I'm trying to think more like outsourcing we... for cheaper, more productive foreskins. Well, they say they actually say that <laughs> the, those Koreans produce foreskins faster than anybody else. <laughs> oh boy, just like an oil tycoon standing on a mountain of foreskins <laughs> and Briss scissors. Yeah, well, Scrooge McDuck jumping into those. <laughs> Let a kid's foreskins. <laughs> Yeehaw! So, so the reason they use South Korean foreskins as opposed to others is because, well, this is what one of the workers said at least, they said that South Korea tends to be ahead of the curve with beauty treatments, so the <laughs> treatment's very inspired by their work there. They're so in right now. I'll be honest, I don't know how accurate that is considering I saw a story recently about Kim Jong-un moisturising face masks flying off the shelves at the moment and apparently they think he looks cute and that's why they're selling really well. Do you know how many they've sold, Jay? How many have they sold? They've sold 25,000. That's a really fun fact that's come off the top of your head. Wow. Yeah, you know, you're, you're really insightful when it comes to this uh, random Kim Jong-un fact. They sourced the materials from a uh, volcano on the North Korean-Chinese border. I don't think we can split points in this show, can so, we? <laughs> sorry, I'm not, I'm, I'm not paying attention... Are they like masks of Kim Jong-un? Or are they yeah. like face masks branded with Kim Jong-un's face? Branded like, with Kim Jong-un. Yeah, like yeah. L'Oreal. No, are they... What? Yeah, yeah Kim, jo- Kim Jong-un's face. face on it. Yeah. What, the mask? Like a skin mask? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so like but, you put it on and you look like Kim Jong-un. This is blowing my mind. But that's neither here nor there. So they've got clients, this whole foreskin treatment, back onto that. Mm. They've got yeah, clients. The more important thing. Hollywood stars. The leading ladies of Hollywood love the Korean foreskin. Like? Sandra Bullock and Kate Blanchett, they went together to this facial rejuvenation thing when shooting Ocean's 8. Uh, it's a shame it wasn't a good film, but at least they got a nice little facelift. Why? Because it was an all-women's cast show. No, it's just because it was bad. So they spent oh. their movie budget on uh, children's foreskins. <laughs> is this the explains a lot paedophile sex ring that Corey Feldman was speaking about? <laughs> is is it? <laughs> it wasn't Charlie Sheen. All I'm along. going to say no because I feel like saying yes would be problematic. They got to Corey Feldman, they <laughs> might get you're, to me you're too. You're complicit, Jay. I oh, hope you God. know that. <laughs> yeah, you're promoting. We're it. all part of the problem here. You're you're pro- you're promoting the mutilation of children's sexual organs I'm and importing pro- it from labour outwards for career. You're at least bringing light to it. If anything, it's just good recycling. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm what I'm trying to say, I know you guys are kind of like hesitant about it, and I assume that's because like it's a weird thing that Hollywood's elites do. But like that that's you know part and parcel of having tons of money. Why do we care? Yeah, but there's giving yourself, like, there's giving your kids stupid names and going on stupid diets, and then there's putting the gel of a young Korean boy's cloned foreskin on your face to look younger. But it makes you look foreskin. younger. I think you know it would be great if we had some like normal person who had like a first-hand account of what it's like. Someone who is like 
not in that in that sphere, that Hollywood bubble. Ah, uh, yes, the Elephant Man. Someone like uh, Adam Gabbett, who is a reporter for The Guardian. Oh, you wow. know how the Guardian oh, yeah, is like. No, that's that's where. The, yeah. Oh, I hate that they're trying to be hip now. They're a bastion of truth. They need to like really dig into these kind of stories. So yeah. they sent a guy. Millennial gave him, bags. <laughs> they You're sent a millennial. And gave him so? the foreskin treatment. Wow. Which means the foreskin treatment. As a foreskin facial treatment. Oh. They got him to go and actually do it. I think as the title is. I got the foreskin facial treatment, so you don't have to. Yeah, I won't. The thing about the Guardian is, that if you read their articles, they give you they're like, "We need money. Please donate like five pounds to help us live." If if this is what the money is going to, they I'll give it to you know Starbucks for the price of a coffee. You can pay our reporters forty five thousand pounds a year to smather foreskin all over <laughs> their foreheads. It's a pretty fun article. It opens with this exchange. He goes, I'm on the phone trying to book a special appointment, a foreskin facial. The treatment is not widely available in the US, so the call yields nothing except a series of confusing conversations. One conversation went like this. Do you do a foreskin facial? We do a four-step facial called hydrofacial, she says. Does it have foreskin in it, I say, a bit louder than before? Well, it has four steps. First, we... Sorry, I hate to labour the point, but does it actually contain foreskin? I don't know what you mean. Foreskin? Yes, like on the end of a penis. Oh no, we don't do that here. We only treat the face. Now I get that. But does the facial ingredient contain foreskin? No. Goodbye. <laughs> the thing costs $650. Oh, um, well, where's that come from? Apparently plus tip, which I thought was a nice little insert. <laughs> um, and you basically, you get a ton of cream lathered on your face, apparently that smells like semen when it's dried. So it's a real whole themed thing. Um, but afterwards, nice. after a few days of redness, he your said face can smell like Dylan's bed sheets, guys, <laughs> for only six hundred and fifty dollars. After I wouldn't know, I can't after smell. a few days, the redness had gone, and his friends came up to him and said, you know, that his crow's feet had gone under his eyes, and that his skin was super soft. So, has this guy sold you on it or what? No, no. Natalie can barely get me to moisturise. I'm not going to start, you know, injecting ends of children's penises from halfway across the globe into my face. Would Too you rather they were like pro-Brexit British penises? Absolutely, I want them from Coventry. <laughs> thank you for my time. <laughs> Did you say thank you for my time? Yeah. <laughs> this is Jay's This time. is my show. F*** off. <laughs> Fraser, you're up next. What have you got for us? Okay, so... Fun question. I always have a fun question that nobody quite knows the answer to. Do any of you have any Christmas decorations you are particularly fond of? Yes. Um, there is a uh, polar bear in a uh, red suit that we have. Oh, wow. Dylan. The cane. I really oh, want to I talk just like your typical star on a tree. I think that's pretty basic, but the fun cane. touch. Okay. So is that the cane that beats you? The cane. And if you clap, the polar bear sings Santa Claus coming to town. Okay. The cane. Okay. No, sorry for interrupting. I really wanted to hear that. That's changed my life. Um... So the Illinois Capitol building, yeah, they have their Christmas sets up. Um, they have a Hanukkah set, which is probably some candles or something. Um, I don't know much about Judaism. All I know about Judaism is Drake is a Jew. Um, his mother's Jewish. That's how it gets passed so down. So the uh, I, I'm not entirely sure, but they have like the nine candle layout, right? The so menorah. The menorah. Yeah. The menorah. Yeah. They have the, the, the a the menorah thing. Right? Dreidel. Uh, there's a nativity scene for Christmas, and this year the Satanists are joining in. Oh, and they've How are the Satanists? They've Come sent on. a um, they've sent a statue. <laughs> How big's the statue? Uh, no, what quite sizable. What yeah. is the statue first? Uh, three foot. This, this could even be like quite innocuous or very graphic. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming the latter. It's an arm holding an apple with a snake cord around it, and then it has a sign with that Satanist star thing. Okay, and it says. Knowledge is the greatest gift. 
So, uh, Rick and Morty creators Justin Roiland and Dan Harmon sent a present to an Illinois town. I don't see a problem with this. Um, it's a gift from the Chicago branch of the Satanic Temple. Oh, why didn't they give it to the Chicago building? Uh, it's called Snakeativity. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, not nice. even good. Nice. I like that. After all, Satan is an anagram of Santa. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I like this inclusionary element to it, though. Oh, trust me. Chicago don't want to. Um, display it, but because of some First Amendment bullshit, they have to. Fair. So, um, next to the statue, um, there's a sign, and it offers a quick civics lesson for anyone wondering why there is a um, Satanist symbol in the Chicago Rotunda, and it explains they don't have much of a choice. The state of Illinois is required by the First Amendment of the United States Constitution to allow temporary public displays in the state capital so long as these displays are not paid for by taxpayer dollars. Because the first floor of the Capitol Rotunda is a public place, state officials cannot legally censor the content of speech or displays. The United States Supreme Court has held that public officials may legally impose reasonable time, place and manner restrictions regarding displays and speeches, but no regulation can be placed on the content of the speech. So, civic lessons and stuff aside we can you could put anything you want in this area yeah as long as taxpayers don't pay for it so could we technically put a inflatable colon on there you could technically put an inflatable colon but um and those are kind of hot right now after the fifth <laughs> god don't you love this continuity guys <laughs> yeah six seasons in a movie <laughs> <laughs> so technically we could we like so that's kind of a loophole in the system i'm assuming anyone could abuse that Yes, and the Satanists are abusing well, it. No, for I wouldn't, what it's I wouldn't consider it they're abusing it. Well, are they doing it as a protest or is it just a, 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 a like a statement of like, I think hey, just, we have a church? I think here. they're feeling just a bit left out. We'll we'll get to this. Okay. Um, when? So later on. Okay. When I spend some time speaking. So. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm the Ferris Bueller of Newsmunch, always breaking the fourth wall. Um, <laughs> Illinois Secretary of State spokesman Dave Drucker um, told State Journal Record the temple has the same rights as religious organisations. Um, the Satanic Temple themselves, they call themselves a non-theistic organisation, which is so weird. Non-religious, right? Non-religious. Yeah, but they worship yeah. Satan. He's but not a god, he's a Something like Satanism, he's a, he's, just fallen angel, right? He's a deity of some kind, isn't he? No. They follow the ideals of Satanism, not Satan. Right. Yeah. So, like, the idea is like it's like that fedora wearing kid in the back of the class who like gets really over the top when it comes to our uh, RE lessons. Yes, Fraser, that was me at one point, but I've reformed <laughs> now. Uh, so, thank it, you for saving me the breath. Uh, so, it's like, is it like more about like just a scientific process? Um, like no, nothing to do with science. It's all to do with um, the big S, <laughs> the big L, Sainsbury's. Big, oh. big up Lucy, <laughs> Lucifer. <laughs> um, so anyway, they set up a GoFundMe campaign to pay for this statue, and people donated. It of wasn't they did. the the temple didn't just here you go. Um, so they set it up. Uh, <laughs> the group explained the mission. The Satanic Temple Chicago will no longer allow one religious perspective to dominate the discourse in the Illinois State Capitol Rotunda during the holiday season. Please consider what you may do to help us bring Satan to Springfield. <laughs> a noble course, if ever I've on one. tour, on tour, yeah. on tour. So, um, where have I got? Um, the group has installed similar displays in other states in recent years. This year, they t- they chose Chicago for some reason. Um, they've got they had a where Probably is it? The gun violence. They had oh in Arkansas. This is the best one. Arkansas. Arkansas. Whatever. Arkansas. Arkansas. Come on, yeah. guys. <laughs> Arkansas. Blatantly. No, it's Arkansas. 
No, it's Arkansas. No, it's Arkansas. It's Arkansas. I don't care. In Arkansas, uh, state capital <laughs> in August. Sorry, people of Arkansas. Oh, f*** them. The, <laughs> the people from Sunderland, the people from South End, and the people from Arkansas can do one this Christmas. <laughs> We know Jay's your Jay, favorite, Jay, but like, Jay that's the spirit. <laughs> like, very blatantly. Say Hastings. you got to say Hastings as well. No, he doesn't have to. Oh, he's, he's just going family holidays in Hastings. Shout out Pevensey Bay. <laughs> Shout out <laughs> Rose's Fish and Ship Shop. Um, so, yeah, they presented a, t- a statue of the goat-headed creature named Baphomet. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we all know Baphomet. Yeah. You know, the goat the goat thing, the goat yeah. man. Is that um, the one with like, the yeah. pentagram around it? Yeah. yeah and um, with, two, with two children looking up at him. Um, and they've done it so it looks like it's a protest in a display of the Ten Commandments. So, um, sort of like a Sermon on the Mount sort of thing going on. Yeah, something like that. Has it been vandalised at all? Like, has anyone tried to take it down? No, they can't because this First Amendment. Well, I mean, you say you can't. But it's you, like you they can't. can't they Obviously can't. Can, they can't get rid of guns. That's why students are using hockey pucks in Michigan to continuity ward off school shooters. No, but the thing is, like, Ooh. if you go and try and take someone's gun off you. Off them, they will shoot you. If you try and take down someone's statue, like in the dead of night, you can't do anything. Yeah, there's that vigilante well, like, who's. I'm not messing with the Satanists. The thing is, with like Chicago, they have that like uh, they one of their pe- public like landmarks is just called the Bean, and like there's loads of Facebook groups where it's like uh, paint the Bean black because it's like shiny silver metal. It's like no, clean the Bean with Windex. It's it's like one of those situations where people keep like messing up with it, but people keep fixing it. And like, like the thing with this as well, like this, this is okay, Chicago. I don't need an it's hardly like the worst thing to happen in Chicago. Yeah, no, like surely, surely some states would be like, oh, someone's put a traffic cone on Beelzebub. Um, anyway, these um, these satanic people have also been in the news recently. They've rinsed a load of money out of Warner Brothers and Netflix. Oh no! Nice. Remember how they tried to make Sabrina the Teenage Witch um, all dark and edgy and gloomy? You know, like Riverdale. Yeah, the new yeah. Netflix. Yeah, series, remember yeah. it was a steaming part of. Um, it was. That's my review of it. Radio um, language. Any, anyway, <laughs> sorry. Sorry, kids, you could do one this Christmas too. <laughs> All kids. <laughs> Father Norwell ain't coming round. <laughs> Apart from the um, poor foreskin, the um, South Korean boys. That's it's Fraser anti Santa. It's Fraser just going to come into your home and take your presents. <laughs> You're right. They should make a now. film about this starring um, Jim Carrey. <laughs> Um, anyway, all Grinch jokes aside, yeah, they made a load of money out of Netflix and Warner Bros. They sued them because it depicted Satanism in a negative light. Wow. Good on them. Man. That's uh, capitalism working for us. And that's me rounding down. Like <laughs> 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 <Look> a cyborg. <laughs> Brad and Dylan will pitch their stories in a bit, but first we have a guest. Earlier in the bulletin, we told you about a woman who divorced her 300-year-old ghost pirate husband. Well, here in the studio with us is that very man, or spirit, I don't know how you prefer to be known, Jack Teague. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. First off, I just wanted to say um, I'm sorry about your marriage. No need to be sorry, matey. I assure you that it was very much a mutual split. Oh, really? Um, I mean, what do you think about her saying that spiritual relationships aren't something to mess with and that you were using her. She she said that? I mean, she's allowed to think what she wants, but that's not important. What's important is that I'm now back on the market. Yeah, that, that, that's a good way to look about it. I'm sure you didn't do too bad for yourself when you were alive. <laughs> you know it, sorry, Jim. Back when I could still walk the earth, I was a real catch. You'd have to pry all the women off me. I was a captain! 
I was a captain. Not anymore, though. Oh, I'm sure you, you, you get by. I can't believe she said that. Not something to mess with. That's rich coming from her. She sure loved messing with me emotions. So, uh, what next for you? I mean, you, you've got the rest of the afterlife ahead of you. You know she was the one who chased me, right? Not the other way around. I was just floating around women's bedrooms like I have for the last 200 years, and then suddenly she feels me energy? Whatever that means. Next thing I know, I'm on a boat getting married. And I never thought I'd get married, much less divorced. Are you okay? Like, I know this is an interview, but we can cut it off. And... No one ever looked at me like the way she did. As in, she saw you for more than just a pirate? No, I mean she was literally the only person that ever saw me. I think she was just a Pirates of the Caribbean super fan, you know? Just like the lifestyle, always leaving out Rome with no real idea of what being a pirate was really like. I got scurvies 12 times! She couldn't have left out some lemons or something? I mean, she did change her name to be more like a pirate. It, it seemed like she was into you. Uh, it wasn't for me. There were other men before me, and there will be after. That's just how it goes on the high seas. Oh yeah, she had five kids, right? She'd feel a bit sad about leaving them behind. I love those kids with all me heart. Jason used to play with the pirate flags I'd leave out, and Rosie would keep the peg leg away from that dog. Just thinking about how they feel. Oh, don't, don't cry. Um, I think I, think I have a tissue. Here you go. Sorry. You're listening to News Munch on CSR. Me and Fraser have both pitched our stories. He's now been turned back on. And Brad, you're the next one to present. So <laughs> off you go. Thank you, Jay. Okay, guys, today I'm casting you all. You're all going to be my lawyers for this. No, is, no. Is this a, Scrap that. You're I gonna offer be... great legal advice. <laughs> Scrap that. You're not lawyers. You're members of my jury. Oh, this is going to be great. Oh, great. We're I can't in, wait till this actually happens. We're in the court of Brad, and today we're going to explore a story that takes place in Bavaria, the famed German region, which I, quite frankly, am sick of at the moment, because everywhere you go, there's a Bavarian-themed Christmas village. The one in Chatham's rubbish. Winter Wonderland's pretty Bavarian-y as well. It is, but at oh, least... I hate this biggest money spinner ever. Rochester Christmas Market's my favourite. Bavarian Rhapsody, you mean? Um, Dylan, the door's just there. You want to close it on the way out. And if anyone wants to apply for the host of News Munch, (laughs) please don't. (laughs) Because we've all had enough. (laughs) (laughs) This is the episode where Fraser loses it. (laughs) Anyway, Bavaria. Um, Today, the the accused is um, a woman called Regina Killer. And what well, she, that, well, there you go. What she's done. Despite the name, she, uh, the, the crime is putting cowbells on cows, and that's why she's brought to this court. We have got the whiniest woman in the world, who um, has remained unnamed for legal reasons, who has brung uh, Regina Killer to court, because unfortunately she disagrees with how many cowbells are being put on her cows. It's one cowbell per cow, it's too many per cow. This is it. This is the story of a uh, husband and wife who, in Bavaria, um, moved into the house in 2011, had a lovely time. Uh, and then apparently in 2014, Regina Killer uh, bought the land of plot next to their house and opened a small dairy farm. And the uh, noise from the cowbells on the cows has meant that the family has been so angry that they've actually taken her to high, um, <laughs> high German court. And this is the uh, court case that she hopes to win and to get rid of all of the cowbells on every single cow. 
Because it's just too loud. Man. It's too loud. Um, apparently... German court has gotten pretty weak since the Nuremberg trial. <laughs> <laughs> is that one allowed? Yeah, yeah, we'll let that one fly. <laughs> that can slide. Did they hoist the Nuremberg trials? No. You know what? I don't no. think many history buffs or academics <laughs> listen to Newsman. This is what I mean. I think we'll be fine. We can't get our uh, friends uh, and Harry, girlfriends to listen to this This show. conversation Harry can Powell, stay on the show. If you're listening, show us, show us the truth. Great. Uh, this is in the... Uh, uh, <laughs> Bavarian town of Holzerkitchen, which is a your pronunciation game is always very strong. It's always great. I've actually done two German pronunciations and I haven't improved. Uh, it's a bit south of Munich, and um, the the what your pronunciation skills or <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a metaphor. <laughs> a bit south of Munich um, for the for the process of this uh, court case, which I all want you to be paying attention because remember I'm going to get a verdict from you at okay. the end. All right, um, I forgot that I was doing that, and I'm going to bring that back in. Uh, I'm going to call them uh, Darren. And um, Hilda. What are their actual names? Uh, unnamed because of legal reasons. Okay, cool. So cool. Darren and Hilda. I like that. That's good presenting. Darren and Hilda. Um, <laughs> they've said that they they these cowbells they clang all day and night, uh, causing them to suffer depression and sleepless nights. Uh, and they said that it can be easily changed by uh, using GPS trackers in cows instead of bells. Um, uh, Miss Killer, um, which I'm going to keep saying, Regina Killer. Uh, she has come back and said, "Stuff it." Um, cowbells are an integral part of Bavarian society and culture. And um, if you ever need to, uh, you know, you disagree with that, uh, you can move back to Holland. Uh, <laughs> oh, a racially aggravated court battle. Because uh, Re- Regina and uh, Hilda, they are from Holland. Um, and they said, Wait, like, they're both from Holland. They're both from Holland. They moved in 2011. Wait, the, so they didn't know each other? Did they know each other? Are they friends? I'm assuming they were a couple. They're yeah. a, my husband and wife. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. No, so but is Regina separate from the husband and wife? Regina moved in three years after they moved in. Oh, but she's not from Holland. No, she. Yeah, that's what we were confused I, about. I can see. Anyway, Bavarian uh, Regina, uh, she's moved in, started this farm, um, and has said basically, you know, this. It's, so it's, sorry, is Killer her actual last Killer name? Killer is her actual last name. Because sure it's like a last name like wrong. Killer. It's just, I thought this was going to go in a no. completely different yeah, direction. Like, I'm sorry, th- we'll have to have that court case next time, jury member. That is a sexy name. Regina, Regina Killer. Killer. Oh, blimey. That's like a, like a book title. It's getting a bit hot in here. People <laughs> at the news lunch, I'm rubbing my laps. Um, and, you know, Miss Killer... Please stop. Saying, Multiple laps. ...saying stuff you to uh, Darren and Hilda. Uh, she's got a load of support because uh, also suing... Uh, they've also sued the local council for leasing the um, land out to Ki- uh, Regina Killer. And the local council have just said, uh, people have to accept that we have farms around here and uh, cows and dung is just part of life. So if you complain about the cow noises and of the insects and smells, uh, you can go do one. So Dylan, I think you could work, uh, actually, sorry, anonymous jury member, I think you should work (laughs) with Darren and Hilda considering you wouldn't be able to smell because I know that about you. And I think you could uh, have a great time. I like how often the show breaks the fourth wall about my identity. Cowbells are there to try and like save, um, you know, Cows from cows. running away. Yeah, if they go away, you can find you them because the cowbells are Ding, ding. Away. Yeah, okay. But um, like people, you're saying this actually been put on halt now. They've all had to be taken off because of this court case. And since then, four cows have gone missing. How? But, but like imagine, I, I see I see the point though, the, the husband and wife. Like imagine living next to a farm and all day, you know, you go for a walk down the village, you go for a, like a Christmas walk and everything and you just hear like cowbells everywhere you go. 
it's but, just, yeah, especially oh, in the season well, why, as well, though. Why, it's it's Christmassy, move, the bells. Why move next to a farm? Imagine they, well, no, they, 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 they were the there first. Yeah, exactly. Then the this, farm moved to them. Well, this well, is the thing. That's the plot of Barnyard, I'm sure. <laughs> this is the thing. You've got to, you've got to see who's more valid here. You've got a, a hardworking killer farmer who is just trying is <laughs> trying to make a living and keep her cows fresh and tasty in the right world to get some nice fresh milk to the citizens. On the other hand, you've got poor Darren and Hilda, the, the, the nightmare neighbours from next door who've moved in. With... They can do one this Christmas. <laughs> that wouldn't fly in the 90s. <laughs> and this is this has actually happened before. Uh, this happened in Switzerland. Uh, and it happened, uh, the woman who complained... Same people. No, completely different people. The woman who complained about this in Switzerland, uh, w- people were so annoyed about her that they wouldn't let her have a passport. That's... Because Swiss rules work that um, the local people can veto if someone's allowed a passport, depending if they like them or not. Wow. And because oh. someone had complained so much about... We'd all get deported. Oh, that's great. Because someone had complained so much about uh, cowbells, for, for her case, it was because of animal rights. The cow shouldn't have a big heavy finger around its neck. Um, they said, um, we can reject anyone we want. And Nancy, who's the woman, uh, has a big mouth and we're annoyed by her campaigns. So she is not right. To be, she's not allowed to be a Swiss citizen. I still think it's worse to live next to Dutch people than a farm. So it's time for the jury's verdict. Uh, you, man to my right, uh, are you in favour of the hometown residents disturbed by loud noises and sleepless nights? Or are you in favour of Miss Killer, who has moved in and started a farm full of treachery and loud noises? Mr Judge, I don't think you're allowed on these injury deliberations. Abstained. So, Fraser and Dylan, what do we think? Hold on. (laughs) Wait, how does this work? Juries talk amongst (laughs) themselves. The judge only finds out when someone stands up and goes, we think they're guilty. Or we hand you a piece of paper. It's like, the jury found that blah, blah. Okay, jury, deliberate. Okay, so in my personal opinion, um, she's a small business owner. Um, cows have had cowbells um, since the Bronze Age. For the age. longest time. And um, it's just another instance of the left taking things way too far. I think we my, should let cows wear bling. I won't let, I won't let, let, my, I won't yeah. let my views of Dutch people um, interfere with this, even though they can do one this Christmas. <laughs> um, it's a recurring gag. <laughs> it's getting old. I need to find a new set of people to tell us to do one for Christmas. Anyway, so basically, if you don't like the cows... Move to an apartment somewhere <laughs> because you can't move the p- cows to a flat in downtown. They've moved to Berlin. farmland specifically, and then so they're they're surprised like... that their farm animals have come and they. Yeah, yeah. No, um, I think I think that I think as much as I I can see where they're coming from. It's like moving to like yeah, it's... moving to Compton and moaning when the crips shoot me. <laughs> well, thank you, for Your, Your Honor. We have reached a decision. And we find um, the lady. Regina Killer, Killer. Regina Killer, not guilty. And of... the couple were pain in the ass. Okay, well, <laughs> the, 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 the crime for pain in the ass <laughs> is uh, News Munch Hall of Shame. And um, they'll be entered in very soon. But the, 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 who else is in that? The real it's me, just me. <laughs> <laughs> it's Fraser. No, it's just it's just me in the um, News Munch Hall of Fame. Shame. Shame. <laughs> <laughs> so the actual actual court case takes place in January in Munich Regional Court, and it's expected to go the same way. So Darren and Hilda, bugger off. I'll see you in hell. Dylan, to round the show out. Thank you very much, Jay. All right, so we're at the uh, we're at the end of the season and the last story of the season. You know, I feel like it's time time to think like you know just to keep it a little more lighthearted. I've made a couple of blunders the last few times with some story choices. So starts off. We all like deadly sexy here, right? 
Oh, Swear yes. to I, yes. They the the only thing that scared Steve Blackcore is the the giant centipede, which I've mentioned in previous episodes. Scary. So I feel validated. Yeah, for you to both. You yeah, I, I, loved, I used to always watch Dudley Sixty. I never really watched it. That's all right. Get uh, out. But, <laughs> we usurped the show, Jay. It's ours now. But well, like, we can all agree we find like dangerous animals really interesting. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. What, what do you think's the deadliest predator? Like in your eyes, is the scariest predator of all time? Um, I think a big scorps quite scary. Oh, I know Drake's new album was that bad. Oh, Silverback gorilla. Silverback gorilla. Oh, I'm such an animal nerd. I could go. Um, <laughs> or stick it to mis- one. Mosquito, crocodile, hippopotamus, right, mosquito, komodo dragon. And hippopotamus is a fair shout. Yep. Komodo uh, dragon. Komodo How about dragon, you? Yep. I, I, you're gonna stick with scorpion? snakes. Snakes. Just, just <laughs> all snakes. All snakes. Snakes have quite a though kill people. Break, you're all wrong. It is the massive cow steer named Nickers. Why? Because <laughs> he's too big to kill. But how did how did he get so big? <laughs> did he eat? Wouldn't you like to know, Jay? <laughs> did he eat too much? <laughs> Wouldn't you like to know, Brad? This one pill is making cows ginormous. <laughs> Doctors don't want you to know. Doctors hate him. Click here to find out now. Ab- the abattoir owners hate this trick. <laughs> this loser cow is big as hell and basically you're dumb as yeah. Anyways, the enormous cow size has saved it from the abattoir in Malyup, Western Australia. Nicknamed Nickers... The 1,400 kilogram Holstein Friesen towers at 194 centimeters in stark contrast to the size of the other Wagyu beef cattle that are sharing the field with him. So, so what's the size of a regular cow, just for context? Because right. you and said 1,000 odd 1,400 for Holstein Friesen, this, this cow. Yeah, uh, Now, the average male bull is 1,100 at full size. This is just before it's slaughtered and fed. Man, cows So that's are 300 kilogram more that's, yeah, that's obscene do you have any facts about the cow's height like so say you could have a cow stand on its hind legs and not die immediately it would be 194 centimeters so you know michael jordan the basketball player mm-hmm. he is 194 centimeters the, we have a cow that is as tall as michael jordan can't dunk ways. though well can't dunk don't care you can do one knickers <laughs> space jam too he found someone else <laughs> take that the cow that's too big to die. <laughs> you can't dunk, loser. <laughs> this is an awful documentary title. The cow too big to die. The cow that can't dunk. So, uh, obviously, the Australian uh, wildlife... Uh, is raising cattle in Australia is really difficult because as even though cows still grow to be quite hefty at like 1,100 for an average male bull, it's only 700 for female, for female cows. Babies. And obviously, being Australia, they really need to like... Yeah, the wildlife will kill you. So this, uh, this, it'll kill you. Th- this cow, Nickers, is obscenely large, as we've established. He is one hefty boy. His size, his sheer heft, has saved him from actually going to the abattoir and being slaughtered because he wouldn't fit in the processing plant. Big and beautiful. Big and beautiful, can't be killed, too big to die, too rare to live, but too weird to die. <laughs> Do you think he's going to become some sort of deity which other cows worship? Well, Brad. You're kidding. So... Uh, owner Jeff Pearson says it was too heavy. I wasn't be able to put it through a processing facility, so I think it will just live happily ever after. Nickers was brought as a coach animal in order to lead the herd and teach other cattle how to live on oh a farm. Oh my god! So this massive unit of a cow is a sheepdog for the other cows. Just oh, that's sending what... him to slaughter. Now, here's why I think that Nickers is the progression of cow species to becoming the most dangerous species on the planet okay the average male bull is 100 and uh, 1100 kilograms 
and their average output of methane from a male bull is is 70 to 120 kilograms of gas a year. So yearly, uh, the amount of methane produced by regular sized cows is not enough to really, it's the second most dangerous gas in the world for O2 erosion, for ozone erosion. But, and here's the problem. If this isn't the only cow to be this size, there's the one I mentioned before, the Guinness World Record holder that was obviously heavier. And this seems to be a new normal because obviously this is the alpha male of the herd. It is the one that will breed. Oh, So that's an uh, average, probably, let's say, even if the genetics are split half and half, that's still a 150 kilogram increase on cow weight. I did the maths. So 92... <laughs> How many years before we have cow overlords, Dylan? Give it to us straight. <laughs> not, they, not like that. But in terms of... So the, output, the average output of methane per cow... Uh, so like 9.2% of their weight yeah. is emitted as gas okay. a year. And we have a large population of cows across the world, obviously, because we rear beef in a really inhumane way. Uh, Nick's uh, output oh, would be sorry, Peter. 130 kilograms. That's Who's a ten- Peter? The animal people don't stop whinging. Uh, oh, I thought you meant Peter. I like Peter as like the sausage roll. Peter! <laughs> Go on. Nick's produces 130 kilograms of methane gas a year. That's more than a brad. That's more than that's more than that's more than like a lot of anything. There's two and if this is becoming together. if this is becoming the new normal, right? Is it becoming the new normal though? Cow- yeah, cows are trending towards growing larger in response to our farming and treatment of them because we breed them for size. Okay, so this massive cow, yeah, it's weird now. But what will be weirder when you see a little baby cow running around, be like running a little this one, you just kick it to the side, and then some big tw- two meter tall Michael Jordan looking cow walks up to you. And it just rams you into a holly bush because that happened to me once. <laughs> Here's another fun With fact. real Michael Jordan. <laughs> yeah, Michael Jordan didn't like me. Cows also have panoramic 360 degree vision. <laughs> I thought that was an advert for an iPhone then. <laughs> they can see all angles. Why? How? What? Because uh, their eyes... Up and down at the same time? Yeah, yeah but that's a prey thing. It doesn't mean they're going to become an apex no, predator. Can't sneak up on a cow. I'm, no, I'm too much of an animal nerd for this. Yeah, I understand that. But their eyes are, like, the way their eyes work, it's not like side of the head where they're looking for predators. These cows, like, bread cows like that, it's still forward in their head. It's just they angle their eyes at 360 degrees. That's creepy. It's creepy as hell. And with time and evolution, this will adapt. So they can look back inside their own head? Yes. What? Yep. Imagine when cows achieve consciousness and they see inside their own skull and realise their limitations. When cows achieve consciousness. When? <laughs> When, Jay? How long before they're walking on their hind legs? When they can dunk. <laughs> <laughs> That's when the NBA has to bring in new rules. I'm speaking to some friends about setting up a franchise that could become very lucrative in the next 20 years. <laughs> Nickus has come along at a good time for Australia, though, because their other obscenely large animal, Roger the Ripped Kangaroo, has recently died. Rest in peace, Roger. That's really sad. Um, Have you ever seen the film No Country for Old Men? Yes. You know Anton Sugar, he runs around with like a little little air gun thing yep. that they use to kill cows. That's nothing to do with size. Why don't they just shoot it like that with the, the air gun? Because I guess the abattoir has more stages than just killing. It's yeah, it's, like reco- separate yeah, it's about meat. cutting it up. Right, but surely it's more of a pain to deal with now than anything else. Nice. No. And I'm not I'm not saying I'm for it, the slaughter of a cow, but like... Mate, we all know Nickers are going to play for the Chicago Jay, Bulls. listen, pal. In all major religious like texts, cow play a significant role in the, in the signification of purity. Okay. So what, what I'm trying to suggest... So every major religion in the world has cows in it as a part of it with being a part of like a major signification of purity and holiness. Purity? Yeah. They're sacred, isn't it? They eat grass and 
poo all day. So did we. Are you going to say no that to way. Knickers? Yeah, I am. Go on then. Well, See what it's right here. <laughs> <laughs> Introducing into the studio. Yogi Bear. <laughs> no, not another callback. What I'm trying to say is uh, <laughs> a 1,400... Go on. You really want to do it, don't you? Hey, boo-boo. Look at the size of this gigantic cow. We're going to leave his picnic basket alone. What I'm trying to suggest to you guys is that the sheer size of the unit that is Knickers, 1,400 kilograms, nearly as tall as Michael Jordan, can't die, has been tried to be killed before, got impaled. I think he didn't can die. die. He just hasn't died. Only when he decides to die is what I'm trying <laughs> to tell you. So, so what you're saying is Knickers is the start of the next big evolution in cows. And we'll be responsible for the heat death of our planet where of which only the strongest and largest cows would survive in a methane-covered ozone layer. That was Dylan as Alex Jones. (laughs) Who's Alex Jones? Stay woke. (laughs) We'll decide who's the news munchkin of the week in a bit, but first, Fraser, you had something you wanted to say, right? What? Remember how you you had something you wanted to say? Like, Like, we're giving you the time to do that now. Oh, in a segment? Yeah. Oh, I don't give a f*** about them either. We have two segments every week in the show, and you need to be in the segment. This, your, this is your segment. All right. Good luck with that. Where are you Why going? don't you ever care what about this? this? What, what segment am I doing? I don't care. What, dude? Pay me. <laughs> <laughs> no! It's gone. Oh, all right. oh, great. Awesome. All right, so who's going to do the segment, then? Oh, I didn't know people were still here this late. Uh, what, what are you boys up to, then? Oh, oh, we're just recording our radio show. It's 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 all like it's all about like weird news and stuff like that. Oh, I love weird news, just like the little bits that go under the radar, you know. Oh, they're coming in, buddy. Take a seat. Oh. That Dylan, that's a terrible idea. He's a cleaner, not a radio host. Jay, Fraser's already gone. Like, do you have any other ideas? I guess not. Take a take a seat, mate. You have any weird stories you want to share with us? I have one that you boys wouldn't quite get yet. One that could happen to anyone. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Um, oh, I've got this one. Appendicitis. No, do, do, do you have appendicitis? Well, not at the moment, but carry on. Do you want to know what I find weird? I find it weird when I'm in bed late at night and my wife comes home from her third business trip this week smelling like Paco Robane. Oh, no. What do you mean? That's like a great cologne. I use it when I can't be bothered to wash my sheets. Dylan, you can't smell. So? That's the thing. I don't wear Paco Robane. What do you wear then? The burden of knowing that my wife doesn't love me anymore. This is why we don't invite people into the studio. Fifteen years we've been together. Fifteen years of living a lie. Do you know what else I find weird? No, but you're going to tell us, aren't you? I also find it weird that I found a pregnancy test in my bathroom bin and it was positive. Oh, congratulations. We haven't slept together for five months. Oh, no. Wait, how how is she pregnant then? That's what I want to ask you, boys. How can you explain this? Well, does she have appendicitis? No, but she might have chlamydia. Dylan. How? And to think she doesn't have the guts to admit it, where she's been, who she's been with. Oh, I get it. She's been at a new job. No, she hasn't. What else could it be then? Christ, is she cheating on you or something? Yes. Oh. 
at Sabama. Do you have any idea who the lucky lad is? Not really, but I've checked my wife's phone the other night while she was in the shower. Saw a message from Frey. You lot met anyone with that kind of name? <coughs> no, no, he means no. Jay, what are you talking about? What about Fraser? You're listening to News Munch on CSR. We've all pitched our stories now, so all that's left to do is decide who has the weirdest story of the week. Jay, uh, you went first. Why don't, why don't you spend a few minutes just recapping us of your story? Sure. So my story was about the big uh, ageing treatment going around Hollywood at the moment, which is to inject your skin with serum that is coming from the foreskin so, of baby careers. So I have, I've actually had a question I've been ask on this. Like, sure. How do they turn the foreskin into the serum? <laughs> it's a big blender. Like a redu- Water and pestle. Redu- reduction. It's, High alchemy it's, skill. It's from the stem cells of foreskin. So like they remove, they take the stem cells out of the foreskin and then... And then, yeah, you mix it uh, with some d- stuff. D- make it duplicate and mitosis. I'll yeah. be honest, I don't understand the logistics behind it, but I know it's stem cells. <laughs> you said something about it being cloned, right? Uh, that's what uh, Kate Beckinsale said in her Instagram post. Is she just a nutter? Well, she I think- is a Z- this celebrity. No, she's like C-list. Z-list is like Chumley from Porn Stars. I know. Like, yeah. No, Chumley's got quite a big following. Chumley is the Kerry Katona of America. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so guys, what did you think of my story? Any thoughts, any things you want to ask, share, blah, blah, blah? It just makes me absolutely despairing of, of Hollywood once more. I, I mean, <laughs> the film Little Man was enough for me. People don't, don't like Hollywood like anyway. <laughs> That's why I haven't been getting those film deals. You could become the male, um, oh, what's her name? Everyone hates her. Amy Schumer. <laughs> That's Kevin James. Uh, <laughs> I really like her, Paul Blunt Moorcock. That's a pretty good friend. Yeah, I like that. I liked your story a lot, Jay. I thought it was um, sufficiently weird. You know, I really, I, it's, it's, it's one of those treatments. It's like, you kind of wonder if that's going to become like a new normal, if that's an actual breakthrough, or if that's just going to be like a fad thing until like someone dies of foreskin related infection. It's like auto, but in the face auto for a erotic asphyxia. It's, gonna, it's got nothing to do go. with that. Someone's going to go though. Someone big. Tate Beckinsale is probably just out of money. And yeah, taking sponsorship, She's yeah. happy to say, take $650 to spend on it. She's happy to get this jail sponsored and shout it out Fair. on Instagram. Fair. Yeah. But I think it I think it works twofold because like not only do you have a situation where you have younger looking skin, you also have a situation where You've you mutilated have little Korean babies. That too. And then on a third hand, it's like a conversation topic. Yeah, that's free hands. People will come up and talk to you about your <laughs> yeah. foreskin. If you ever want to have your last ever conversation with someone, tell them you wear children's foreskin cream. Where? Feel how soft it is. Where implies it's like a like a coat, like a raincoat. You can zip up and down. Um, I have a more general question. Is okay, this a Christmas special? No, no. Then I'm in, evidently. In not. what sense is a foreskin a Christmas special? <laughs> oh, I was just where I did a Christmas story, and I've been telling everyone to do one this Christmas. I like your story. I've though. got you this treatment for Secret Santa. This is you would spend Santa? You, would, you would spend that much on me. Yeah, I care about you that much. Parents didn't spend that much raising me for 21 years. <laughs> Welcome to my childhood, everyone. Look, um, Fraser a, twists. We're doing a bit called Fraser's Poor again. Um, I've done a couple, you know, like um, F rich people. Um, Fraser's Poor. Um, I didn't have this growing up because I was poor. My parents don't love me because I'm poor. Um, that's all the poor bits this season. Your uh, News Munch Poor Roundup in case you've missed any. Fraser, because you haven't been <laughs> clearly given much throughout your life, I'm going to give you the time next. So please, explain your story and then we'll discuss it. Okay, so... He's lying. He wasn't... You were next in the queue. That was just going to happen anyway. He's a fraud. <sighs> yeah, Brad. 
I don't like it. But it was a nice segue, though. It was a nice segue. Anyway, enough about my childhood. Um, more about the childhood of baby Jesus and how it as a... <laughs> Look, pal, come on. Perfect. Yes, go on, carry on. And it's how about as a celebration, you know, his birthday, the baby Jesus, um, people just focus on that. They don't care about the Jewish stuff or the other stuff. Kwanzaa. <laughs> so that's why these Satanist people are making... <laughs> Capitol buildings across American states display Satanist artwork. You can't argue with, with results. Yeah, their argument's quite persuasive. You know what I mean? They have the right to express in a public area. Well. It's not like they're harming anybody, even though their entire religion is based on the opposite of Christianity. I don't know, Dylan. Depending on who you ask, not me, because I'm not strange. But a religious person would say that they're exposing us to eternal damnation. Are you and calling religious people strange? There is yes. an interesting point as to where the line is. It yeah, because like, like there's freedom of expression and then there's like further stuff. So a devil is is a fine. is a is a devil is a devil a sign of hate speech against Christianity? Or is but it like big, that's something referenced in their own text. Would, would there be a problem if instead on this building there was a big statue of a bull sack? We well, why out. don't we set up a news munch GoFundMe and next <laughs> Christmas there could be a scrotum in the Wink. rotunda. I don't like that our representation is a scrotum. Brad, what did you think about Fraser's daughter? Uh, I enjoyed it. I think it's cool. I think I think you know we should we should embrace those who push the boundaries in the life. We shouldn't you know ridicule you say them. in the wife. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had and sixteen the, shots of oh cider God, and the this. fiery afterlife. Yeah, go for it. Hawaii the lads. I'm all in. Hawaii the all Lucifer. In. Who's okay. gonna call? I also I also like the fact that it is just such a big statement in like a place that's like as sort of impacted as Chicago is. Like there's just a giant Satan up there to say like this is this is hell. <laughs> <laughs> Reminder of your everyday when you're walking to work. Yeah, yeah it's about right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's that dense. Did then? Uh, I like the story. I enjoy the fact that they uh, would go that far as to crowdfund uh, uh, a big bicep like that episode of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Nothing sexual. It's just the Church of Satan. <laughs> you know what I like most about it is you know um, over time you know you've read the you've heard the Bible story. The snake comes along. Would you like the apple, Eve? No, God said it's a bad apple. It's tasty. Ah, oh, you got me there. <laughs> well, we've 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 gotten to the point where the devil was exploiting the legal system. Like we don't want to display this. It's in the First Amendment. You got me there, Satan. So the First Amendment is the poison. Yeah, okay, I can. Yeah, Satan. That. Satan's quite um a resourceful whiny. fellow. Yeah, oh. <laughs> got like his um smarts. So these Satan worshippers feel persecuted. I imagine another person who also feels persecuted. Is Miss Killer smooth? I thought you were going to say very good, very good transitions this week. I like Explain your story. I'm just, you know, it's a news munch first here. We've decided the results to a court trial, and you know, I'm all for it. I, I, I just, I can't believe some people who are just so annoyed by little. Di- you know what? Wear earplugs. You know, we we live just const- constantly wear earplugs. I, mean, I would have bu- gone move house. No, back of my building goes onto a train track. I'm not going to moan about the trains. I'm not going to say you should move and, you know, stop putting wheels on trains because they make too much noise. Bung in some earplugs. You it's- get more sleep. Wear an eye mask if it's too, you know, sight bad. So sight you, bad. You, you know, I, you were talking about like sort of the predicted outcome. So it, they don't, it doesn't seem like they're going to win this case. It doesn't at all. Apparently, like... Uh, it, similar cases like the one in, in um, Switzerland that I talked about haven't gone the way of the aggressor, and that's why cowbells are still allowed on cows uh, because it's not necessarily deemed to be cruel. And in which case, like animal cruelty is kind of like the the kingpin you put your whole argument on. Not a bit too loud in my ears. 
So it's, it is probably not going to go that way. And you know what? Good riddance. You I, know? Hope that, I hope they move house. Yeah, I, th- I hope Derek and, D- Darren, sorry, Darren and Hilda, you know, I hope they move, you know, somewhere a bit nicer. I, feel I, got, I hope they get an apartment in between a metal band and a junkie den. <laughs> I, I feel bad for them. Like, obviously, it's a weird situation. It's just one of those, like, legal cases that just feel so strange. Yeah, it's like, surreal. It's, it's like the people who like are moaning. the OJ Simpson trial. <laughs> no, that one I think was perfectly valid, actually, Fraser. <laughs> I just, I feel like if... if the Richard, glove didn't fit, though. He no, did do it. He fit. did do it. If he did do it. The thing is, ah. here's how he would. The thing I like about it is if Regina Killer ever decides to move her farm, you know, up into England, change of scenery, you know, and, like, maybe, like, tries to get a job at a big, big farm, they're going to look at her CV and they're going to look at her, their, like, past criminal records, and instead of finding murder, they're going to find was accused of being too loud yeah. via cowbell. But was like, competent at her job. How do you move a a farm, Brad. It's not like a play, like it's not like a Lego map. We take the farm and push it somewhere else. <laughs> I like appreciate R.I.P. Steve Hillenberg. <laughs> um, no, you know news. News. Watch. Sadly, he won't be able to do one this Christmas. He won't do one. He won't do any of them. Thoughts with his family. No, you know what, Regina. That Killer, was the nicest thing Fraser's ever said. Regina Killer, top lass. Good on you. Uh, news Munch course is out of session. Don't because I don't have a gavel. Don't. Okay, so from cows that are making too much noise to cows that are overweight and can't die, Dylan, can you explain why you went down this cow hole? <laughs> Not for the first time, and I might And why you talked about, like, genetic mutation. <laughs> Dylan's found himself on the wrong side of an oversized farm animal. Again. <laughs> Surrey is a weird place. How did... <laughs> Sorry, Jay was opening and closing his mouth, <laughs> going to say something, but it <laughs> floored him. Well, because... did, you have, did you have some peanut butter stuck at the top of your like, mouth or something? You were like... Such... No. Don't make a face. No one can see your face, friends. It's because I'm in the situation where Dylan started a story talking about how a cow is really overweight and then ended it talking about how it's the beginning of the end of the universe what i'm trying to tell you you normally love stuff like that yeah (laughs) you're all about that what i i I guess what i was trying to do uh i just want to explain that's all yeah yeah what i was trying to do is i was trying to illustrate what the uh, significance of a cow being this size meant so like uh obviously the story in and of itself there's a 1400 kilogram cow that they refuse to kill because it's just too big and they can't be asked to kill it and it survived multiple attempts on it. Obviously, uh, because Nickers is quite like a special cow, I wanted to illustrate that how what what that means. So obviously, methane ridiculously like more of an output if that's the trend it's going towards. And Nickers proved to be quite popular with cow ladies. It turns out Nickers is going to kill the people of Holland with his methane output because when the polar caps melt, the <laughs> Dutch are the first to go. No, they, the are. Whole, the they are. They are. The whole country is below sea level. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, what I guess what I'm saying is. Uh, yeah, Nick is his I, big, I, big boy. Big I boy. really liked how you went with it, I'll be honest. Like like the progression from there, from that point to that point. You did a lot of research into it, and I thought that <laughs> came across. Some of it, you know, a bit a bit wacky, but I, I appreciate the effort made. Oh, thanks, Jay. You know, I, I'm out here slaving every day of the week. You know, that was a compliment. Yeah. It's because I don't have much emotion in my voice, so it seems like everything all I your, say is all your backhanded. cold, cold heart. <laughs> Yeah. Which can be rented out. On All right. Thank you for your first uh, Brad. Hello. Huawei, the big boy. Huawei. Oh, why, why I? Oh, Lord, he coming. He he a big boy. He he big enough. He too big. Did you know that Brad So for agree? Brad's intellectual thoughts, I think that was great. Fraser, what did you think about the story? 
I I enjoyed it, and like I said earlier, um, Australia has an oversized animal void to fill now that Roger the Ripped Kangaroo has died aged 13. Rest in peace, Roger. He will not be with us to do one this Christmas. But if I told him to do one, he'd make me do one. <laughs> and regardless, on to Dylan's story, I really enjoyed it. I read this story, I've seen this story, I looked at it, and I passed it by. I thought, ugh, can't be bothered. But now that you've explained it to me, Dylan, it is weird, and the consequences are going to be vast. <laughs> my thoughts are with the Dutch my thoughts are with the Dutch as well thank you for who in 30 Christmases from now will not be here to do one at Christmas <laughs> because they will be underwater they as they are below sea level they would have done one <laughs> yeah um yeah cheers for your summary so now I've, I'm going to hand you out all pieces of paper and you're going to write down your scores for story and presentation out of five then we'll come together count up the scores and then we'll get going The scores are in. Great. Oh, God. I'm the piece of paper the scores are. All I want is just to not come last for the last... That's the... In last place. This is a really tight week, by the way. Oh, is it? There is four points between last and first. Jesus. I'm going to regret giving you all good marks. That is close. We're all winners Yeah, that's In last place. And you may very well do that. It's Fraser. Oh, I gave you all good scores. Oh, well. No, we gave you bad scores. I don't give you a bad score. In... Third place is Brad. Yeah, well, you keep looking at me, so I thought I'd come third at some point. I know, I looked at you straight away and I was like, oh no, it's given oh, up. Can we just say fourth place? Jesus Christ, take the dagger out. Here's last place, Fraser. Everyone else gets a podium place. In second place, and what I think is the wrong decision, is me, which means Dylan, you not only win this episode of News Munch, but you also win this series of News Munch. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. News Munch. Season 2. Rockstars. Oh, yeah. We've got um, Season 3. Uh, that'll be out January time. We'll so, be back yeah, from Christmas Season holidays. 3 will come back in the new year. We are going to take, I think, a well-deserved break. <laughs> no, I'm going to work to get well, hard sucks money. Well, to be you while I go on my, uh, my tour. <laughs> I'm learning to ski in Norway, if that helps. I'm probably going to, you know, look after the cats over I've Christmas. Just been, I've just been playing poverty for two seasons, and now I'm like, actually, I'm on my way to a ski trip. <laughs> Enjoy it, peasants. I'm looking for presents for my niece and nephew, if anyone has any ideas, throw them away. Um, go on Amazon Christmas deals. Uh, I've got a Build-A-Bear set for my niece gonna for like throw, 11 quid. Going to throw a New Year's 90s party if anyone wants to come. <laughs> We're not guys. coming to your party. Sorry, Dylan. But <laughs> You are. I'm going to drag you there. <laughs> I'd rather in my hands and clap. That's fine. You, you can't it on New Year's and I work, so. But you, you, you're going. No, I'm not. You said it was New Year. It wasn't New Year's. I can't go on New Year's. New Year's Eve. I, I can't go New Year's Eve. Right. This isn't the time to be having a conversation. <laughs> He'd rather hang out with his friends, didn't No, on. I'm working. That's another freaking season of News Munch done where I've been robbed the of the victory. <laughs> Let's oh, leave. It was we'll come back with a Christmas episode. Ho, 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 you piece of shit. <laughs> Wait, is Bye. there actually a Christmas Why are you so you have been listening to News Munch. This episode was broadcast on CSR FM. To tune in live, listen to csrfm.com. All our jingles and music are made by Manav Kerr. And if you like this episode, please give us a five-star review on iTunes. It really helps us out. Thank you very much for listening. <laughs> <laughs>